1: Prog Watch.
0: Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony
1: Rousick, aka Prog's Watch.
2: There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of Prog Watch. Big Tony, your host here again for 90 or so minutes of great progressive rock music. This week, I'm coming back to finish up with an artist I spoke to a number of weeks back, Joe Kierney of the Scottish band's Comedy of Errors and Grand Tour. Joe got kind of pushed back a bit due to everything else that was going on here, and I mean him no disrespect by saying that. Some other interviews with artists popped up, and I acted quickly on a few of those because of pledge music campaigns or impending album releases. Plus, my son's wedding was thrown in there, and that was a wonderful day and a memorable party. Imagine me, the prog Squatch, dancing for much of the evening and carrying on like a much younger man. There may be some photographic proof or cell phone footage of that somewhere, I'm not sure. But the bottom line is that it was a great day I will always remember, and I survived, not much worse for the wear. Anyway, back to Joe Kierney, the subject of this program. He and I had a long and friendly chat, and I always knew I would be coming back to give you more of that conversation and more of the great music he makes with his two bands. So let's get things rolling right now with a tune from the first album by Grand Tour which was called Heavy on the Beach. This is on the radio. Oh The radio by Grand Tour from their first album, Heavy on the Beach. According to Joe, there could be some more music coming from that project, and he talks about that in our interview. So let's listen in on some of that now. The new album is called House of the Mind, correct?
3: yes that's correct yeah
2: okay and spirit had some pretty heavy lyrics that seemed like angry and cynical at times maybe even bordering on despair but then there was optimism and hope what what can we expect on the new album in regard to like the lyrical themes and is is the music continuing in more of like a symphonic direction as spirit seemed to be
3: i I would i would say this album yes the house of mind is quite that's quite symphonic um and places. There's kind of one track seems to be a, there's one track um, song with the wandering Jacquemus, it's called it's a kind of weird name, I I would need to ask Jim what it actually means but it's kind of like a theme from, it's as if it could have been on the Spirit album but it is is different Uh, this album is totally different from the other albums definitely there is a track on it, the very last track Uh, which is, it's not on the vinyl album it's not on the vinyl but it's on the CD this was a song I'd been pestering pestering Jim for years to put this, going to come back and do some of the stuff we did we've got a backlog of tracks that we did back in the 80s that I would love, love to do on a CD Uh, but it's trying to kind of get Jim to kind of try and persuade him Uh, because all it was kind of basically neo-prog Uh, that was classed in that genre, but to be honest, I loved this stuff really loved it, and I've picked out about seven or eight songs that I've tried to say to Jim for the next album why don't we do a free album and put four or five tracks that were recorded back in the 80s Uh, we didn't do them probably justice, but we could do that and give it away as like a, a basically a free CD we wouldn't have to go, we we could mix it ourselves, um, rather than where we get our albums mixed um, the guy who does it, Rob Aubrey, who's absolutely fantastic, who does all IQ's, Spock Spears' album Mm -hmm. the guy's fantastic but we could do a separate one that we could actually probably mix ourselves which would be good enough quality to give away as a free so I'm going to try and persuade him to do that for um, the next album so, um, so the new album is not, there's not that, there's a couple of wee kind of instances where, yes, there is things going on about death again, uh, but the, the new album's slightly different, it's in a slightly different, I, I can't remember what Jim's words were, I'd need to actually look to see uh, what he'd actually posted up to any of the kind of magazines we'd sent a week and a of spiel to the magazines to tell them what it was about, um, and uh, it was, it's, it's just kind of weird He's went, it's on a different direction it's not to do it's to do with time the new album's to do with time and distance and where we are in the universe it's, it's, it's to do with that rather than um, life and death but he said it's he it came up with I can't remember the word he came up with it's, I would need to look the, the word up in the dictionary because I didn't even know what it meant but, um, but these, the new album's totally different again and, and to me it's a, it's a different sound as well um, and we've kind of moved forward and that's why I like the way that our first album the second album was the repeat of the first and the third album was the repeat of the every one I think evolved and that's what I think was as good with progressive music, you're basically progressing your, your your sound and everybody every single person that's wrote to us that's heard the new album has turned around and said yeah, because I was really, I was terrified I'm going because this one was so different um, but i had done it with every album Disobey when we This done Disobey I really love be, um, and I love Fanfare and Fantasy but I was sitting thinking after Disobey is ending when they like Fanfare and they loved it thought it was better and then we went to Spirit they loved that the new one it's getting fantastic reviews so um, I, I always sit and say, if anybody gives us a bad review, I'd say that's part and parcel. Not everybody's going to like every album, but it's a positive reviews so far, uh, which I'm really, really pleased with.
2: Great, that's great. So you mentioned you have uh, Lorelei coming up in Germany. So what yes. what else is coming up here? Uh, when when might we look for the new Grand Tour, and are you planning on a lot of gigs, or what's going on?
3: The Grand Tour, I've never actually done any gigs at all with Grand Tour. Yeah. Um, it's a just studio based, totally studio based, uh, and Hughes always said when Hugh left Abel Ganz, um he left basically because he didn't he didn't like the direction Gans were going. They were kind of going they're becoming more of a folk band. That's what he said. They're becoming more of a folk band rather than a progressive band. So he got fed up with it and went you no. Know, although he's a, he appeared on the last album actually. Uh, But he just said, no, it's not my stuff. And he wasn't really happy playing live again. But he's always said, never say never with Grand Tour. If we got an invite to, say, Rozfest, we would would jump at it. I would jump at it in a minute. Um, The Veruno Festival in Italy, which is in September, we're playing the Veruno Festival, um, Colo So, But you only get to play that festival once. So you... Once it doesn't matter who you are, how big you are, you only ever get to play it once. But a lot of bands get around it by releasing an album under a different name. So that, <laughs> so that would be the only way we could. But a band, uh, Synesthesia, who were signed by IQ's label, they are now called, uh, called uh, Synesthesia. They've changed their name to another band. Now, oh yeah, yeah. They played, Kairos, uh,
2: Kairos. I had, I had a couple <laughs> of guys on earlier this year. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they guys are that's a really good band.
2: Yeah, they're young too.
3: They played Varuno, yeah, young band, great band. I think the girl that uh, one of the girls organises the Varuno Festival, her son plays with Kairos and also played Pisana. But they changed their name and she kinda laughed because she obviously Kairos has played the Bruno Festival as well, and that's what they said, that's how they get around it, because they were a totally different band. <laughs> Even though she's an organiser, she wouldn't have let Synesthesia um, play it again. But um, we they, they, contacted us, they contacted us at the start of this year, um, Ross and and after we were doing a, a kind of European tour, it was like 12 gigs, and they asked us if we wanted to play it with them, but... Because we had our other our own gigs organised, plus we have got basically the holidays. We, we just do this as um, I won't say for fun, but, but we do. It's not a full time job for us. All the guys have got jobs. We do this as um, it's, it's kind of fun for us. So and we don't do it to make money. If we make money, sell merchandise, everything goes back into the band funds. And that goes for the recording, pays for a t shirt, pays for any gigs that we've got to pay for ourselves. Um, so we couldn't do the one we, could, we we basically excuse me said to them that we'd love to have done it, he said, but we couldn't all get the time off. That'd have been taking two weeks off of work. I've got holidays that I need to do uh, with my partner. So and the guys in the band have got holidays with their, their, their wives and partners as well. So we couldn't take we couldn't take an extra two weeks out. Plus we were kind of worried that the band kind are totally unknown, although they were part of the other band, they're basically an unknown band, and we didn't want to be going into playing uh, Holland and Germany, and maybe playing to 30 or 40 people, because we didn't know how many people would have turned up, because they were unknown, so we said, no, it was too much of a a risk, and it would have cost us too much money, so uh, unfortunately we said to them, no, we can't do it, it's just too risky for us, but I said, we've got other things kind of planned we've got lots of gigs organized for this year but they were all they're all festivals basically apart from last friday there we played in holland that was our own gig
2: okay so uh yeah you said everyone else has uh day jobs but uh you retired didn't you
3: i retired i was in the fire service for nearly 30 years
2: yeah Uh, i saw that on facebook
3: yeah, I never ever told, because most people never knew I did, because I never ever advertised the fact that I was on Facebook. I only ever advertised it when I left the fire service, which was two years ago. Um, and that was the only time I actually put on Facebook that I was in the fire service. Um, and people kind of then came to me going, oh, I didn't know you were in the fire service. I said, well, I, just, I don't like to kind of say what I did. Um, nobody ever asked me. Most people just thought I'd done music. Um, and I went, no, and that was it. That was a full-time job. And then I worked in the airport for a year and a half. I was doing security in the airport. I actually, I finished the fire service on a Tuesday and I started in the airport on the Wednesday.
1: Okay. So I never
3: even took a break. Um, and then I left the, the airport in December. I've now got a job I'm doing, a kind of caretaker, a kind of luxury block of flats in Glasgow. So I'm one of the caretakers. So I basically stay. And a flat on site, so I don't even need to drive. I got up in the morning, and uh, in the morning, um, I start at half past eight in the morning. So I got a half seven, I have a shower, and I'm at, I'm at my work. So it's really good. Yeah. So and that works out really well. So.
2: So your retirement? You've been working basically.
3: Yeah, basically, <laughs> because it's because it's the fire service. Basically, you can retire. There. I could have done another five years in the fire service, but like every single job worldwide, it doesn't matter where you're working. Um, the the, the kind of the thing comes in that the the governments come in and take money off the pensions they crucify nobody gets away nobody's getting wage rises. So I'm sitting there thinking, do I want to do another five years of this? I'd done my time um, and, I, and I didn't want to sit and risk losing money, more money on my pension and um, sitting there working away and I, I was terribly set aside risking my life I, although I'd done it at the kind of level, I, I was lucky enough to end up becoming one of the bosses so when I ran in charge I used to tell the guys the guys that did what I used to do um, so I ran in, in front and I was in charge of the fire engines then I became in charge of one of the stations so at the end of the day my risk kind of level dropped slightly although I would turn out to big fires I could still be involved but the risk was a lot less. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously saw the fire, the one in London there. Yeah, uh, I right, speak right? I mean, well, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, well, I would have, I, even though I was a boss, I probably that I'd have probably been inside that building as well. Uh, and I take my hat off to these guys, especially the guys in um, the United States, anywhere in the world that does jobs like that. The fire service, the armed service, the ambulance, the police, I always have the utmost respect for them. Same here. here because I know what it's like, and I know what, what these people go through. Uh, and after nine eleven happened in the USA, mm-hmm. and when there was three hundred and forty three firefighters died, I went Jesus, hell, that's. I mean, that just brought it down the earth that they guys went up, went to the work, up one morning, went to the work, and it was just either your luck or your, you were unlucky whether you were on that day or not, or the next couple of days, and um, and they guys lost their lives twice. Right? So it's uh, that I can understand from that point of view. But no, fire service wise, I love the job, brilliant, best job in the world. But um, I'm actually quite a job. I, I don't actually. I miss the guys. I miss the guys I worked with. Um, but I don't miss the job. The politics in the the fire service now is is, is unbelievable. But I, I take it it's the same the world over. Um, politics to many things.
2: Probably. <laughs>
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Let's hear another great tune. This one from Joe and his, quote, other band, Comedy of Errors. Actually, it's his primary band, probably. Although I'm not sure. There's this whole thing going on where the two are kind of interconnected at this point. But anyway, from their latest album, House of the Mind, this is Song of Wandering Jacquemus. Song of Wandering Jackalmas by Comedy of Errors from their fantastic new album, House of the Mind. Now let's hear a little more of my conversation with Joe Kearney.
3: Basically, the next Comedy of Errors album, Jim's probably got some ideas. He's already said he's working on things. I'm really hoping that we could maybe bring some of the old stuff back. Whether he will or not, I don't know, because he because keeps saying to me, Right, I brought, I brought um, Ever Be The Prize Band, he said I put that on it just for you so, um, but I'm hoping I can persuade them. the other guys the guys in the band are quite up to doing some of the older stuff um, Jim Jim likes to, to keep some of the older stuff and maybe take a couple of sections out, an old track he's on this album here um, the actual track, The House In The Mind there's a bit in it that came from a track back in the eighties, and he's taking a section out, and I went, "Cause I'm going, I've heard that before somewhere." But he said, "No, that's what he doesn't want to bring some of the the, the whole maybe the whole track because he likes to pick wee sections that he likes." But we had a track back in the we done as a demo tape. I think it's about 1987. There was a track on it called Britannia. Um, it was basically all about the. It was it was a bit Margaret Thatcher's Britain at the time, which where uh, there was no money, people there was there was about four million people unemployed, um, the the people were so many people just couldn't get jobs, and the, the song was basically about Britannia being the when when Britain used to kind of or the United Kingdom basically used to rule the world. If you look at the old maps, it was all used to be covered in paint. Right, you, they used to run them, and basically we just became we not, we weren't the same kind of nation anymore. But the, the, that track I absolutely loved. The first five minutes of the track, I've said to Jim, why don't we record the first five minutes and then make another song out of it? Still keep that because when it went into a track that I didn't really like. The the guitar and that came out, it went a bit heavy. But although the song was great, I liked the first five minutes. It was just really nice. Parade. It was just myself singing, and then the piano came in. So for the first five minutes, there wasn't anything apart from myself and the piano. And it was a really, really nice track. So I'd like Jim to maybe do that. So that would be my only hope, that we bring some of the track. We have got must have about 15 tracks back in the 80s that at least six or seven of them are really, really good tracks that we could probably put on. We could probably do an album, but Jim wouldn't want that because he'll see that as that was the end, this is now, but I would like to do it and give it away as a, a yeah,
2: An face. EP, yeah, sounds like a great yeah. idea. Yeah.
3: The way that IQ did it with their last album, they brought up, there was a, a separate CD on, uh, with their last album, The Road of Bones, um, so and I think that's a good thing because people think they're getting something, they're getting two CDs um, oh. um, for basically the, the price of a normal CD, so I'd like to do that, but I'll see if Jim we'll come up to it and the next thing we're going to work on is the DVD from Rozfest we still haven't even we've kind of started on it we started kind of doing a bit of work on it and then it fell away because of the the album so I've said to Jim the rest of the guys we need to go on and get the the DVD sorted so that we can hopefully have a DVD out and maybe within the next 12 months anyway it takes a wee bit of time to kind of mix it all together um, but it's because we've got the separate audio and the, the video, we've got, I think there's four separate video channels, and then we've got the, the I think there's two separate audio channels, so we need to mix it all together. Mm-hmm. And then our it, cost is by, by the time we send it down to the guy that does the mixing, that's where a lot of the cost comes in. So if we can do most of it ourselves, we'll send it down to Hammond, hopefully hopefully within the next 12 months we can have a live DVD, because it's actually a really great gig, um, and the video footage is actually quite good um, but it needs somebody to piece it together, uh, there's a couple of guys in the band can actually do it, so but it's just quite, it's time consuming, sure I can't, I've not got it, I've just I don't have the, the brains to do it, it's just be too much for me but one of the guys is very, very good at it so he said that he'll have a wee look at it and, and mix it but it's whether he can mix the audio in with it. I know he can do the video, but the audio is a totally different kettle of fish. Um, um, obviously, because there's any wee kind of glitches, I've said, we can sort them in the studio. Uh, there was a couple of wee glitches during the, not, not during the show, it was um, that the, something happened during the show and there was a, a glitch with the, the sound somewhere, but we've already sorted Well, That's one of the things we sorted. It was just a sound problem, but that was easily sorted. So uh, It's time-consuming, but again, it's another one that I'd love to be able to say that I've got a live DVD out, and the guys in the band would love it as well. That was the whole point of recording it, was to put it out as a DVD. It's just that we've not got out to mixing it yet and doing it.
2: Right. Sounds like a big project.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. well so yeah uh, we can look for hopefully a live DVD in the next year and uh we've got the house of the mind and uh what about a grand Tour well, you said you guys were working the, on the second album right I mean
3: the set, we've got the second album as I said Hugh has written all the i've actually I've heard every track on it really really good one of the tracks is um excuse me that's my eye crunches folder one of the tracks on it's called back Back in the zone, I think it's called. Able Gans. Back in the '80s, they've got. They've got a. It's not a new CD. It's a, a redone CD that the um, Hugh had been working on a lot of tracks with. Um, Alan Reed, who was the original singer who sang with Palace, um, right. so Alan Reed. They'd asked the people have been asking, could we get get a DVD done? Eh, not a DVD, a uh, a CD done of the. Able Gann, some of the earlier music. So Hugh spent probably over a year um, bringing up some of the old stuff from their old CDs. that they, uh, No CDs, that was it was basically cassette tapes. Yeah. That Hugh had, had them all on his computer, so he got them sorted, and what he did was spent a lot of time, brought all the tracks up, and one of the tracks that they used to do was called The Dead Zone. I think it was about 14 16 minute long track
2: I'm familiar with that,
3: yeah Yeah, the Dead Zone, so what he's got is one of the grand tour tracks on this new album is called Back in the Zone and it's basically the wee the little theme is in there from the Dead Zone, so he's put the wee theme in there Um, and it's basically um, this album is again a kind of concept album and it's about I'm trying to think, we said it's about, it's about basically someone who's you know, over a 24 hour period, um, like somebody that's got a psych- psychotic episodes. He's sitting in his bed at night and he doesn't know if he's seen things or he's hearing things or if the life about him is actually real or whether he's just imagining. It's about something that's obviously um, got issues with mental health, etc. Um, so... It's been it's based over a 24-hour period. So again, it's a hard, it's a hard one, lyric-wise, to try and figure it. But I've already started on lyrics, so I've written the lyrics for the kind of one, the first track, which is quite a long track. And Hugh's been writing lyrics as well. So if we take the lyric things between the two of okay. uh, on the ground. But there's no name for the album yet. Um, and the only, the only track that I know the name of at the moment is uh, "Back in the Zone."
2: let's break here for some more music. This is the closing section of the last Comedy of Errors album called Spirit. This album was more or less a continuous composition which made it a little hard to play pieces on programs like Prague Watch, but today I'll give you the epic conclusion of the album, Uninterrupted. <laughs> anywhere Prague watch will be right back
0: okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry <sighs> oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah
0: <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Before the break, we heard the conclusion of the previous Comedy of Errors album, Spirit, from 2015. Now I'll give you one more piece of my interview with Joe which contains what I thought was a very funny story.
3: Yeah, fantastic. Look, thanks very much, um, Anthony, really appreciate you, you taking your time out as well, and, uh, and it's really good that you could understand what I said, because <laughs> it's when you go on some radio stations, people find it kind of hard, they maybe don't understand your accent, I try, I try my best to kind of speak slow if possible.
2: Right. I, I follow most of it.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. See, see when, you, when you're in Glasgow, when you, when you talk to people and you're talking to people that's not from the same country, you do tend to speak a bit slower. But see, after, as you said, about 10 minutes, you start reverting back to, you don't know, you don't know you're doing it, but you start to talk a lot faster. Sure. And then you, you think, oh, they probably can't understand what I'm saying. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird story. When I went to America in 1979, I was just outside Detroit, and my aunt had a wee. There was a bar just up. She stayed in a place called uh, Southgate, Michigan, and went up to the wee bar, which was about half a mile up the road. Walked in, and we were sitting talking to the the bar staff and the the, the girls behind the bar. And so, when me and my pal started talking to each other, they then asked, "Is what language are you speaking?" <laughs> and they went. So when we spoke to them, they went. That's fantastic. You speak two languages. They couldn't understand if it was the same language. It was just that we'd slowed right down to speak to them. <laughs> but when we spoke to each other, when we spoke that fast, they couldn't understand it. Because uh, Glasgow's got quite a broad um, dialect. Um, but as I said, it's it's a a hope um, that when I speak to people, I, I do try and slow down so that they can understand. But I said when you after a while you tend to start forgetting that uh, when I'm talking to you and you speed up slightly. So hopefully the listeners will be able to understand it as well.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I I think so. You know, I followed most of it. I, it did cross my mind, but yeah. I know, you know, I probably have, there, there's a dialect in the yeah. area where I live and I, I try very hard not to, because it's, it's a very unappealing kind of accent. I think.
3: Where, where is it? Where is it you're from?
2: I'm, I'm from uh Pennsylvania pittsburgh actually
3: oh but were you at but you're the Fest last year
2: i was not and you i wish i had you? been i should yeah. have been yeah yeah it's not uh, that far from where i live and i i keep saying one of these years i'm going to make it and then there's always yeah. something going on like uh i forget oh then there, there was another one going on this year that uh, a guy from unified pass was trying to talk me into going to and it's like yeah well it's it happens to be on the same day my, my last kid is getting married. <laughs> you know, it's like, well uh, are you making that one.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, um yeah, you got a choice either getting murdered by your wife. Yeah or um, no 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 that's that family. I
1: wouldn't
2: miss it. Doesn't
3: matter what you do, family comes first for every single thing. Your family always comes first. Absolutely. No, matter what. But, no that's good. Uh, Pennsylvania, I've been in Pennsylvania car Pennsylvania, my cousins took me to Sandusky Point, Ohio, Cedar. Cedar
2: oh, Cedar Point. Point, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I was back there in 1979. Okay. What a phenomenal theme park that is. Yeah. Um, but she, cut, she went from the base of Detroit, cut across Ohio. I think it's Pennsylvania, Ohio, just the top end of New York. So, but we cut across to go to Sandusky Point, yeah. So I've been across, okay. I've only been across Pennsylvania anywhere in. Obviously, last year when we were in Rosefest. Right. Yeah, really nice place. I loved Gettysburg, it's a fantastic place. Loved it. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. a lot of history there, too. Yeah, yeah. Posley Haunted, I don't know.
3: <laughs> oh, Jesus, I oh, know those. But we did actually almost spend, I think, four or five nights, and we said if we were we'll go back, if we were lucky enough to get invited back, uh, we would certainly go out a day earlier, just, or two days earlier, just so as we could go and see the, we saw the battlefields we actually saw them when we were driving in but I'd love to be able to go and visit them Um, it's just a a phenomenal place and one of the ones that you sit and think, it's like the Scottish battlefields Culloden and um, the things that that are very very easy, if you ever come over to Scotland you go to Culloden where um, one of the big battles was it's deathly quiet don't hear birds, nothing, it's just deathly quiet it's just a big massive field but it's spooky and, yeah really really creepy and it's um I, that's that's a place where they say it's um very very haunted because the amount of people died on the field but gettysburg i would say yes it's um i would reckon yeah that's a kind of pretty creepy place yeah
2: <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd love to get over there someday i hope i i make it because i i just love all the the you guys have way more history than we do here. I mean, everything yeah. around here is no older than about three hundred years old, you know. Whereas <laughs> over there, I mean, there's ah. Indian relics and things, you know. But yeah. there's not a lot of like. I mean, you have like castles and all these things like that, yeah. you know. I mean, it's, it's,
3: that's am same. But when we're in Canada, we're in Quebec. Um, there you go. And there's a lot of kind of European. Obviously, it's French. Quebec's obviously a French city, but mm-hmm. got a Euro- lot of European French kind of. Uh, things with the, the, the buildings and all that they've obviously brought all that kind of stuff over with them but no Scotland as you say Scotland Europe we've got castles we've got a massive massive history and, and Scotland and uh, England as well Europe uh, but uh, no Scotland is a great, a great city up, up until the 70s it was uh, you would never recommend coming to Scotland the place was really it was so deprived Glasgow was a terrible place it had really really bad housing um, really poor people there was a lot of violence in it but it's now the second top city in the UK after London um, Glasgow's an absolutely fantastic city, I love Glasgow um, and my partner, she stays in Falkirk, so she she can, we go through quite a lot to Edinburgh um, and she likes Edinburgh but I, I prefer Glasgow. I suppose it's, I don't know if you have things in America like, we've got a Scotland-England thing if you're from Scotland and you you always love to beat England at football and rugby. Sure. Um, but if you're a football supporter um, in Glasgow, um, the Glasgow people and the Edinburgh people have got a rivalry as well. Because Edinburgh is the capital, but Glasgow's a far big, bigger city than Edinburgh is. And um, Glasgow's got far more going for it. It's got far more bars, nightclubs, restaurants. It's just such a. Glasgow's an absolutely fantastic city no, I love it. I absolutely love Glasgow now.
2: I'll keep it in mind if I ever get over there. to do. If you do, you just uh,
3: contact me and I'll make sure we'll take you out for a meal and we'll go for a couple of beers.
2: Sounds great. I just have this one problem. My wife, her her bucket list involves going to Hawaii. Mine involves going (laughs) to the UK. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story about the girl in the bar asking Joe and his friend what language they were speaking. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening in on my chat with Joe. He's a great guy with two great bands. We have some time left, so let's hear one more from the new comedy of Air's album House of the Mind. This is Tachyon. That was Tachyon by Comedy of Errors from their 2017 release, House of the Mind. So again, I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember that if you like the show, you can always uh, follow and subscribe. ProgWatch.com is the website. You can find past episodes. You can keep up on what's going on. I have links to artists' web pages and band camp sites, all that kind of stuff for you there. So check it out, ProgWatch.com. That's all one word with no hyphen. ProgWatch.com. I also have the Facebook page, Prog-Watch, and you can follow me at ProgSquatch on Twitter, P-R-O-G-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H. Or if you want to, you can email me, Squatch at gmail.com. So until next time, Prog on, my brothers and sisters.